Hello, friends of the DPR universe. Hello, everybody. Um, and good morning as well. Good morning. It is a bright, early, sunny morning of June in Melbourne, Victoria, Australia. That is and correct. And the sun has come up and the birds are whistling. I can't hear any birds, but that's not important. <laughs> that's because we're in the pod cave. They're out there having a grand old time. Um <laughs> And so are we, and we hope that you are too, because we've just um, we've interrupted your your broadcast yeah. to wish all of you a happy Pride Month. Happy Pride Month. Yeah, happy Pride Month. We mm. hope that you are all celebrating in style, and we wanted you to know that we're celebrating along with you. Yeah, and having a great time um, celebrating our diversity and. Um, uh, yeah, whatever form that takes. Exactly, yeah. Uh, D&D is such a, a, an inclusive and diverse and rich community, so we just wanted to take the time to um, send send our love and, and best wishes uh, to all our listeners, but particularly those in the LGBTQIA plus community, yeah. um, because you're all amazing, and um, we just wanted to let you know that, that that's what, how we feel. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, be... V- very clear about that, that we love all the people. Absolutely. And, and you know, the, the developers of D&D in particular have taken great pains to, to make sure that it is and has become a more inclusive space. And, and we think that's, um, that's an amazing thing. And yeah. we love that as, as a podcast, um, we are part of that. Um, and that as our listeners, you are as well. Yeah. And and part of the reason we, we did want to just make this announcement at the start um, is is because we have um, we do have a, a close friend of the podcast who's recently uh, experienced. What what word would you use, Jack? Um, I would use troglodytes of the internet. Yeah, um, people that that don't feel the same way we do. Yeah, yeah. and. Um, we don't want to dwell on the negative aspects of it, but we do want to acknowledge that it's there and um, that sometimes those factors can make the community feel less inclusive. And um, we think it's our responsibility and everyone's responsibility in this community to make sure it's the most inclusive and special and loving and um, great place that, that it has become for us. Mm. Um, and, uh, yeah, we, I, we don't want to dwell on it, but it, yeah. Well, it's, it's important to acknowledge cause it, it saddened us to, to hear of that. And I mean, it's not surprising that it still happens, no. but it's incredibly disappointing that it's just seeming to take such a long time to, to just get rid of. And we, we probably don't need to remind most of our listeners of this, but obviously, you know, if, if you hear it happening or you see it happening, the only way we can get rid of it is to try and educate people and to point out to them that there's really, if you don't, if, if you don't agree with it, then just, you've got to speak up and say, there's no place for that. Yeah. Here. And, and offer your support to those people who are on the other end of it. I, I think that's the mo- the main thing is like, we're, we're there for those people that are having to come up against these, as I said, troglodytes of the internet. Mm. Um, and, uh, the game is such a, a wonderful avenue for creativity um, yeah. and for totally. being vulnerable and sharing a space with friends and telling stories and goofing around and rolling dice and everybody is yeah. allowed to do that. Uh, there's, there's, there's no one that gets to gatekeep and say, Hey, right. 
these people aren't allowed to do that. Um, yeah. So and and actually, like D and D is this is this space that um, for for me as well. Like I've noticed myself coming out as uh, out of my shell in in regular life. Like I feel more confident as a result of this. Um, this experience, uh, particularly with the podcast, but also, um, it, it's a vulnerable thing to put your um, yourself out there in in a with friends and put silly voices on it. It is, and uh, like when we before we did the podcast, we we barely ever did character voices. No, um, almost never. Um, and um, yeah, I, I find myself getting emotional thinking about. Like just how much this this experience has um, changed me um, and and all of us. Yeah, and um, and I I I just I want everyone to experience that. Yeah, and everybody should be able to experience that. A, a creative space like that, and the imagination and artistic expression of any kind, not just in D and D, just in life. Yeah, <laughs> is. Absolutely we're, for everyone. So, fuck. and we're all in this together. Yeah, we said we weren't going to dwell on it, um, and we're yeah. not. We're just talking about what we want yeah. this space to be I, like. We fucking love D and D, and we fucking love everyone who plays it, and we love all of our friends in the LGBTQIA plus community, and and all the allies of those people. Yeah, um, um, and uh, yeah, we we. We're, look, we're going a bit long now. Look, well, we essentially um, but, just wanted but, to say Happy Pride Month. We got a bit carried away, yeah, didn't we? Uh, well, I know, but I think we got carried away because it is so real. Like it, yeah. we're, we're we're all in this together, and I I hope that we are able to see this as an opportunity to grow our community um, because we are stronger together. Yeah, as uh, as twee as that might sound coming from me um but uh yeah i i'm we love you all um happy pride month yeah happy pride month hope you are celebrating in style hope you're celebrating in the most raucous way you can yeah um be loud and proud in whatever form that takes you do you boo thank you um (laughs) And enjoy the episode. Yeah, thanks, everyone. Enjoy the episode. That was a kiss. <laughs> thanks, Jack. I've been waiting for that. Uh, it was only directed at Ben because <laughs> uh, it is unacceptable to give people unsolicited kisses. Previously on Dice, Paper, Roll. Back safe within the walls of Greymead. Refuge was sought. Their wounds Grave indeed. Help at the house of Berriale, the face painter, her grandson Lion, quite the accommodator. As he tended their wounds, he spoke of tales old, a prophecy of a tiefling whose rifts were ice cold. Bestowing a gift, he said it wouldn't take long until she could find the notes of her song. Back to the walls where the battle still raged, and to their surprise, a new friend was made. Kaaspa, the friendly goblin. Turns out he loves clowns. He asked them for a trick, and they didn't let him down. Boom! 
They were blasted with force from the walls, and Snatch saw something that made his flesh crawl. A face in the shadows that vanished from sight and appeared moments later in the cold, pale moonlight. Welcome back to another episode of Dice Paper Roll. This is episode number 41 and this one's for your mum and all of our mums whom we want to say thank you, f- uh, thank you to and for your support. If your mum would like to support us, then she can find us on patreon.com <laughs> forward slash Dice Paper Roll. And I'm Jack. <laughs> <laughs> it's too early, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. a little. Yeah. Definitely a bit early, mate. Um, hey, uh, just before speaking of early, uh, uh, well, or not. Um, four o'clock is early. Yeah, four afternoon. o'clock is early. And that's the time of our next live show, which is Sunday the 1st of July, just a couple of weeks away. Storyville, from baby. From this episode at Storyville, 4pm. You can get tickets and all the details on the website at dicepaperroll.com. And uh, you should totes come because Jack's going to be the DM. A brand new Jack adventure. Yeah. Thanks, Benny. My name is Emil, and I'm playing Brakai, the Goliath Barbarian. I'm Greg. I'm playing Alan Aaron Aeon, an ASMR sorcerer of Helm. And I'm Jack, and I'm playing Ariki's song. My name's Ben. I'm playing Snatch, the Halfling Rogue. And my name's Dan. I play Thandor. He's a human fighter and cleric of Tempest, but I am currently the Dungeon Master. So, let's just jump straight into it. So, you... See on the rooftops a silhouetted figure. The crack of lightning forks behind it, and you can see through the the heavy cloud the faint illumination of a full moon. And the night sky is more brightly lit, even though there is this, this heavy cloud cover. And Brackeye, you feel the hackles on the back of your neck start to tighten and rise and the hairs start to stick out and you feel a tingling sensation run down your spine and the silhouetted figure steps from the shadows of the chimney and then moves to another shadowy alcove of the roof and disappears with another burst of blackish smoke. Query? Yes. Was it a silhouetted figure or a figure in stilettos? Stilouetted figure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Stilettoed figure. Stilettoed. It was quite tall. It's mm. deceptively tall. Uh, yes. Snatch is a bit freaked out. He looks around to see if... Uh, Where's that bloody Casper? Yeah, Brackeye looks down for the new friend and grabs... And and I want to pick up my knives. Grabs him around the shoulder and says, Do you recognise this? Casper, um, uh, still dazed from the catapults missile that uh, crashed into you all, looks to you and... Uh, it's the Dark Ones. The Dark Ones have come. What are Dark Ones, Casper? Speak now. They are 
mysterious creatures not much known by Casper. Well, they can't but be- evil, evil creatures hide in shadow, one with shadow. The darkness is their friend. Um, you all see the silhouetted figure. It has now vanished from view. What do you do? Uh, run and jump. <laughs> in any particular direction, or just <laughs> just off the wall again <laughs> yeah. into the army. <laughs> no, in the direction of the figure. Awesome. So it was on a nearby rooftop. It was on a nearby rooftop. Yes. Is there a stone nearby that I can pick up and cast light onto and throw the stone up uh, at the roof where the yeah great was? Yeah, awesome. Do it. Uh, yeah, roll a dexterity uh, five. <laughs> Uh, you pick up a stone from the broken boulder that has just impacted where you're at and you pick it up and you cast light on it. You focus on it and it starts to glow in your hand and you limply throw your arm and <laughs> throw the, the uh, rock and it hits the edge of the wall that you're standing on and then it just drops straight down. <laughs> uh, just wanted to... Light that from below. Thank you! <laughs> hey, it was really dark down here. I thought you'd want light to see. That's That was my plan all along. Yeah, Ariki's, uh, so you have just ran like straight towards the edge of the ramparts and then just like hooked around and just done like a 90 degree turn and then just started running down yeah. the wall straight towards the ground. You get to the ground and then you see Snatch on the ground uh, still coming to... Um, I pick him up, but uh, he's, he's still got his. You've got. You're now awake, so you're you're fine. You were down because you had fallen off the wall before. Yep. So the, gotcha. gotcha. Brokaw looks at Aelin and says, "You call that a throw?" Pulls out a javelin and, and tosses it at the shadow figure. This is a throw. Roll a um, dexterity attack. <laughs> nice throw. Ten. <laughs> awesome. Uh, you pick up the javelin. You take it uh, from the quiver that's in your back and you throw it towards the chimney where the dark shadowy figure had stepped out from and it thwangs and connects with the chimney. That was a throw. That Yes, that was a better throw. Have you got any more of those light spells, Aylan? Uh, yes. Here, cast one on the end of this crossbow bolt. And uh, I, you could have done it on the javelin. Yeah. <laughs> well, the javelin javelin's up there now, so yeah. it's too late. <laughs> it's too late. Uh, give me the second javelin. <laughs> I cast light on the crossbow bolt. Hold my hands over it. Yeah, and begins to glow. And then I just uh, hide the crossbow. Like we'll wait for that fucking thing to show up again, and then I'm gonna pew 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 pew. Um, that that means shoot it. As Ariki's is running past, she grabs in a monkey grip, snatches arm in the process and then tries to fling him over her shoulder so that Snatch is holding my horns like a motorcycle. (laughs) (laughs) While sitting on your shoulders. Yeah. Uh, Awesome. Roll a strength As in episode whatever. Yes! That's a... 18. Uh, awesome. Ariki's, you hook an arm through his elbow and you just fling him up onto your uh, shoulders. And now you're riding on Ariki's um, <laughs> shoulders, grabbing onto her horns uh, as she continues to run towards the last point that you saw this shadowy figure. 
by this point, are we my running up the wall of the pub? Or whatever the building is. Yeah, you start to run up the wall and you get to the top of the building and you search around, but there is nothing up on top of this building. Uh, could you please roll a perception check for me and you two snatch? What say you and me take another shot with this catapult? Yes. Let's let's direct it. Which Who are we going to hit? Those ogres? Yep, those ones. Let's do it. Awesome. Uh, yeah, so there is still all the mass of goblins. Uh, there is the devils, the ogres, and the large bugbear, and the other catapults that are still um, peppering the city walls. Time to get rid of these catapults, I think. Alan runs over and starts trying to heft one of the uh, tar uh, cauldrons, but he's super weak. He's straining against it. Ah, guy! Help me, would you give us a lift? Brackeye crosses the distance in two, like, giant strides and reaches out one hand and picks up the cauldron. I'll bear the lever, huh? Yeah, you, you loosen it for me. <laughs> uh, awesome, you you load up the catapult? Yeah, he pours the pitch over the top of the boulder, mm-hmm. like, tips it out of the cauldron onto the boulder. Nice. And Get a light. Uh, I'll cast Firebolt at the boulder, lighting it up, and fire it immediately. Let's hit that same mother again. Brekai shunts it with his shoulder at the last second as Alan Releases the lever and the, the catapult arm thwangs forward and crashes into the crossbar. Awesome. As the burning boulder flies through the air, Ariki and Snatch... Uh, sorry, what did you roll? Oh, I rolled a 23. I, I rolled a 20 in total. Uh, so as the burning boulder flies through the air, Snatch and Ariki, you survey uh, the area um, inside the city and you can see another burst of smoke from a small alleyway down ahead of you. I fire uh, my crossbow with the light spell on the bolt at that. Awesome. The crossbow thwangs and the crossbow bolt sings through the air as the the burning boulder slams into the catapults and starts to set them on fire and one of them is completely destroyed and burning bits of fiery um, catapults start cascading off in different directions. That'll do! Yeah! Uh, and th- the goblins around it are sent into disarray and start to run uh, in all directions as the crossbow bolt hits the cobblestones of the alleyway and the light spell bursts in radiance, um, lighting up the entire alleyway and you can see a cloaked and hooded figure with a devilish face look towards you and then retreats into the alleyway. That's not right. There's there's not supposed to be any fiendish creature or devils in here with this bloody shield. That thing fills me with so much fear. Yeah, me too. But after it, yeah, yeah, and I, I, I whip at you to make you try and go down the building. With what do you whip her? Uh, my, my crossbow. Careful now. No. <laughs> this is fun. Let's go. And then she just runs on. 
And you run as if you're about to run straight off the building, but then at the last moment you whip around and then you start <laughs> running down the building towards the cobblestone streets. It's like Wallace and Gromit. Yeah. And I call out, Brackeye, Aiden, Thandor. It went down that alleyway. Devils, after them. What went? Devils? Fuck. Well, something Get devilish. after him. Come on, fellas. What are we waiting for? Let's go. Leap from the battlements into the, the uh, handily placed uh, hay wagon. Brackard br- yes. brings the pitch with him. The cauldron of pitch hot. Yes. Tar in the cauldron as he's running. It's trailing. It's behind him. Yeah. Into the hay At wagon. a precarious <laughs> angle as well. Into, so you all... Uh, uh, Alan, um, Brackeye and Thandor... Um, like a slow-mo freeze frame from the A-team leap off the edge of the walls to the perfectly placed hay wagon. Um, and <laughs> and Wait, with burning pitch? With yeah. Brackeye with burning boiling pi- pitch, boiling pitch, boiling pitch in, in hand. Um, Brackeye, could you please uh, roll for me a dexterity check? And in fact, Alan as well as that a save. Yeah, is it, yeah, is yeah, that a save? To see if I can dexterity save. It sorry, midair. Oh no, six. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's not bad. That's fourteen. Yeah. Uh, so Brackeye attempts to piff the cauldron in midair as he's maybe. Wait, too late. Too late. You can't get out of that one now. Um, Alan, <laughs> you. Uh, you misjudge your leap, and uh, you think that you're going to land straight into the uh, hay wagon, but you misjudged it, and you just poof, hit the ground <laughs> flat, just, just, flat. Just flat on my stomach, yeah. like arms. Just and legs belly flayed. flopped it bad onto the cobblestones. You take eight points of falling damage. I was never an athlete. Uh, Thandor hits the hay wagon with a nice cushioning, soft bed and is like, oh, that's really good. As Brackeye uh, Thandor looks up and sees you <laughs> falling towards him, boiling pitch in hand. Um, what did you roll again? 14. 14. Good. You uh, <laughs> you land on top of Thandor, uh, but your arm with the boiling pitch uh, lands outside it, and you kind of jam your arm on the edge of the wagon, and you lose your grip on the the cauldron, and it hits the ground and starts to ooze out onto the cobblestones on the side that Alan is. <laughs> Could I scrabble out of the way of the yeah. burning pitch? <laughs> Not the money maker. <laughs> yeah, roll a dexterity check. Oh, yeah. yes. That pitch has got a bite. Yeah, that's gone so well for me so far. Yeah, I know. Oh, that's a that's a one. Oh, I rolled a one. Wait, what did you think was going to happen in this episode, uh, Dan? Uh, you uh, quickly start trying to scramble away, uh, but the boiling pitch uh, starts to. Um, Ooze, it, you you didn't see it. It was you were too late, and the boiling pitch starts to ooze towards your uh, billowing cloak and starts to 
rise up it, um, your cloak absorbing the boiling pitch and it's really hot around your ankles as you get up off the ground and it sticks to your ah! ankles. Black Eye attempts burn. to rush to his aid but knocks over a lamp in the process <laughs> with a burning torch attached. Clatters into uh, it. And the boiling pitch is ignited. Uh, <laughs> blue flames rise up and then uh, start to follow the oozing mass straight. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Cut, cut uh, back to, to um, Ariki's and Snatch attempting to follow. Snatch, do we, do we go into the, into the, into the alleyway? Yeah, yeah, that's hey. right, girl, that's right. Nee. <laughs> <laughs> and then we gallop into the... You, and I- you gallop gracefully as a gazelle into the, the alleyway uh, and you round the corner just as the cloaked figure turns the opposite corner uh, so it moves towards the right at the end of the alleyway. Oh, what a pity. It went right. I guess we don't... We'll go back then. After it. <laughs> okay. Onwards. And then... Nee. <laughs> and then runs on to the right. Awesome. You round the corner as the dissipating smoke tendrils um, dissipate <laughs> from uh, another shadowy alcove. And you see two other smoke bursts up high on two separate buildings and Thandor, Alan, and Brackeye run after uh, the group. Can I rip my burning cloak off? Because I'm still on fire over here. Yeah, how much damage did you take? Yeah, uh, you're going to have to take some damage. Yeah, mate. yeah um, take some damage with that flaming cloak. What is it? It's D6, isn't it? For fire damage. I'm pretty sure. Oh, wow. You're lucky. That was a fucking one. And I can... Shit. Well, one. I mean, it was a lucky's one. a relative term. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did fall flat on my face and I'm on fire. Can I rip the? Uh, I will rip the cloak off um, and still burning. Throw it to the side into awesome. a wooden building uh, where it sticks <laughs> you, on the wall. Are you now just naked? Yeah, yes. You yes. I've, I've got my stockings on and my belt <laughs> <laughs> and my shoes. <laughs> you start running down the street. Black naked. Uh, That's the cover art right there. (laughs) Thandor and Brackeye are alongside you in pursuit of Snatch and Arikis. So you have seen the two bursts of uh, smoke and then you see further in the distance towards the Temple District another small burst and then a tiny figure on a rooftop come out. There's a small man, small person on that. I can't tell if it's just really far away or not. I I can't either. I I think they might be really small. Are they wearing stilettos? (laughs) Yeah, but they're just really far away. As as Brackeye and Alan and Thandor arrive next to you. Uh, And I turn turn around. Oh, good God, Alan! (laughs) What? Yeah, that's my bad. (laughs) (laughs) What happened? Uh, There was some... Burning bitch and a torch and... Everyone's what? heart was in the right place. Yeah, Look, it was, it was, yeah, it was a positive experience. It was a learning experience. Right, it was very liberating. I don't, don't want to yuck anyone's yum. Come on, let's go. There's no time to explain. Let's go. Charge! 
Zetaj. Zetaj. <laughs> and at this moment, as um, we run forward, can I grab someone's pants off a washing line? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> You're bug naked for the rest of this episode. Got at it. least this episode. And it's cold. <laughs> oh, man. Um, uh, at that moment, Casper comes cartwheeling up beside you, um, just completely rolling down the street and stops in front of you and goes, Wait, wait, I know, I know where they go. Follow, quickly, follow me. Follow, quickly, follow me. All right, Snatch urges Ariki's on. After him, Ariki's after him. And I shout out to Casper. And say, um, are these things working with you? What are they, where are they going? They head towards uh, hand uh, t- temple. Uh, I, I'm the temple, the temple of Helm. Elan, that's your that's your temple. Let's go. Brackeye looks at Snatch on Ariki's shoulder, shoulders, and then looks at Elan and says. Do you want to try some sort of similar arrangement? <laughs> yes, absolutely. And without hesitation, a butt naked. I and jump on your shoulders. Harkening all the way back to episode one, you've got balls in the back <laughs> of your head again. What's <laughs> <laughs> of callbacks today. Uh, nice. Uh, you've been... <laughs> <laughs> For 40 episodes. I just want that feeling. Again. <laughs> Everyone's going to have character goals. <laughs> Tick. Uh, so you follow Casper. So snatch on the shoulders of Ariki's. Um, Alan, uh, nuts on the shoulders of Brackeye. That lichen's very comfortable. <laughs> soft, isn't it? It's very soft. I bet we can beat them, by the way. Yes. Um, <laughs> I'm very light. Oh, no, you don't. No! Brackeye, Brackeye and I didn't to... even whip her that time. <laughs> Brackeye runs hard and then tries to nudge Ariki, like bumps her out the way. Ariki's, could you please roll, uh, and Brackeye, could you please roll um, opposed athletics checks? Yes. Twenty. Damn, <laughs> son. Oh, damn. I mean, that's 16 on the dice plus 6, 26, but that's a 20 natural. That's a nat. That's nat. Uh, had a lot tonight, that, especially that one that bounced off Emil's face. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's not the only thing bouncing off his face. <laughs> <laughs> the two uh, totem poles that uh, you are start <laughs> Enough sprinting. Enough <laughs> <laughs> uh, Start sprinting after Casper, uh, who is cartwheeling the entire way down the street. Brackeye, you start to fall behind the speed of Ariki's as she only has a lighter load on her shoulders Mm. um, and starts to break away. (laughs) You've got a heavy load on your shoulders. Snatch, have you been eating apples again? Um, (laughs) Maybe. And uh, you try to to trip. Definitely um, tries to trip. When he sees that they're pulling ahead... He sticks a dirty foot out the train. Uh, roll an attack roll. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> We've got stuff to do here, Brackeye. Uh, you and your competitive nature. Uh, yeah. Oh, it's a one. The dice don't want me to do it. A natural one. <laughs> oh. uh, you try to kick out Ariki's uh, <laughs> What happens to feet? us? <laughs> and uh, you totally misjudge it. Her, her slippers of spider climbing have made her feet grip to any surface with ease and she is just able to just barrel it and you try and kick and you trip yourself up and you both come crashing to the ground 
hard. Uh, it's, Does Alan yeah. lose his front teeth again? I won't do that. I won't do that. Do you want me to make another you dexterity check? You should definitely check? make a you please make a reflex save. Dexterity save. That's an eight. That's an eight. All right. You hit the ground. Uh, you take another one point of uh, scrape damage. Um, so you're going to say your, a different your, SCR word then. Your knees... Uh, <laughs> my, scrot- <laughs> my bony knees are... I've scroked, scroted them. <laughs> You've grazed your knees and, uh, yeah, you put your um, your familyhood in a predicament. Uh, <laughs> Can I cast Mage Hand just to give it some protection? <laughs> just to tuck just it to in. Just to cup it <laughs> as a reaction. Reaction Mage yeah. Hand. To... Yeah, Mage uh... Hand just to cup your, your own nuts as you hit the ground. Is it, would you say that the Mage Hand is slightly opaque? Yes. Is it yeah. someone else's it's hand cold. as well? Can That's it just remain there? Can you just remain having Mage Hand it's over slightly your opaque. The rest? Yeah. <laughs> Who's the Mage? Yeah. Whose hand is that? Clumsy Stranger. <laughs> Thanks, Mordenkainen. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, Mordenkainen's moist hand. <laughs> Mordenkainen is in a different dimension going, oh God. Hang on a second. What, what hang on. Really it's on like bar. the inside <laughs> of a pumpkin. Oh, this is, <laughs> well, I didn't what want is, to do this. <laughs> no, he's like, oh. Oh, oh yeah. Ooh. Oh, it's, it's like the inside of a pumpkin. <laughs> oh. Oh, Jesus. Oh, oh, we really need a girl at the table. <laughs> oh, yeah, Dan. Just do a thing where they're going to pursue him through the streets. Yeah. Okay, no worries. <laughs> so, Casper uh, continues to cartwheel down the street with Arikis and uh, with Snatch on her shoulders. Uh, Alan. Uh, Thandor comes along and grabs you by the arm and lifts you back onto your feet and goes... Go, man. Come on. We haven't got the time for this shit, people. And, Brackeye, you get to your feet as well, and the three of you start to take off. So the three of you are running behind Arikis and Snatch with uh, Casper up the front, and he turns a corner and stops at the Temple of Helm as plumes of smoke escape out from underneath the door of the temple. No, the temple! Uh, Alan rushes forward and uh, just bashes the door open, running into the burning building. It's not burning. Oh. It's the oh. smoke from I... the... Yeah. Oh, oh but that's a from... cool, like, miss, miss direction, though. But you totally got sucked into that. So yeah. That's yeah. what's happening! Yeah, yeah. yeah. so you, you open... I think it's burning, yeah. so yeah, I run forward and, and break the rush, door open. You rush in, dick swinging in the wind. Yes. Uh, <laughs> into the temple of Helm uh, expecting it to be on fire and you go in there and it is the same as the last time you were here it is quiet and at the altar on either side of the desecrated statue of Helm from the right hand door you see plumes of smoke escape from out from underneath it Scooby-Doo's hot boxing in there <laughs> it's definitely a Dutch in there let's break it up Join in. <laughs> Whichever one, I don't know. Uh, you rush up to the to the door and you open it, and this room, the last time that you were here, was just an abandoned storage room. There was nothing of note. Um, this time, it is transformed. It is no longer just a meagre uh, storage room. There is a tunnel that leads down 
Helm's hidden hidey hole. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> purplish, purplish uh, light outlines this tunnel. Um, the, the purplish uh, light of magic. And it leads down into darkness. Uh, I'll pick up a scrap of something off the floor and cast light on it. And Yeah, everyone, wait, 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 wait. We know where they are now. Before we just charge on down there, I don't think I'll fit on your shoulders, first of all, Arikis. Climb off and give her a pat on the rump and go, good girl. I wanted um, you to get. Cl- I wanted you to get fucking clotheslined on. That. <laughs> anyways, yeah. No, yeah, no, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm a thinking halfling. Uh, I I <laughs> round on, snatch rounds on Casper, and he's suspicious. He points his crossbow at Casper's face and says, ah! "How did you know exactly how to get here? And what in the nine hells are those things? Are they devils? Are they spirits? What what are they? And what do they want with the?" Temple of Helm and his hidden hidey hole. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Caspar. Uh, Caspar just tried to help. Uh, he he saw. Uh, I, he saw the the plan. They show it on on illusion. Uh, the devil. The devil with the horns. We could see. What did what did he show you in there? The temple. The, the hand. He showed us where. It was. What do they want with it, though? Did he say anything? I, I don't know. Casper was not supposed to see. Casper uh, saw too much. Casper beaten for it. Whatever they want must be down here, and if they want it, we've got to stop them from getting it, right? Ariki's runs through. All right. <laughs> Great. No, that's yeah, enough for me. Ariki's sets off. Uh, Rakai attempts to the trip her again. <laughs> well, on attack roll. <laughs> okay. It is a 15. What's your armor class? 14. Yes! <laughs> you set off, and as you get to the first step, uh, Brackeye's foot catches your heel, and you fucking fall end over end. Uh, like Homer Simpson down the ravine. <laughs> like, just end over end, onto your face, onto your back, onto your ass. <laughs> you take four points of falling damage. <laughs> that was a bit of an impulse. I, um... You bloody Goliaths are so competitive. I didn't think it's it through. It was a nice trip. We probably should let the barbarian go oh. first, though. Uh, sorry, Thandor Thandor goes up to Brackeye and he rolled a 20. (laughs) A 20! Um, To just punch you in the face. (laughs) Be like, what are you doing, man? Like, Jesus, dude. Like, we've got to try and get the goblins. We've got to stop the Zin fighting, man. That is reasonable. Ow. Uh, It spits out a tooth. (laughs) (laughs) That was um, four points of bludgeoning damage from Thandor's gauntlet. Yeah, Brekka spits out a, um, a, a tooth, which is basically, it's, it's quite a valuable gemstone. It lands in Snatcher's pocket. Oh, yes. <laughs> I was going to say, Top if it pocket. doesn't, it will it, be there yeah, in a minute. ran over and over <laughs> the pocket. That's why I left it. Uh, great, so you all start to head on down into well, the Well, before that, I put my crossbow on my hip and take out my dagger because... Uh, trying to shoot a ranged weapon in the confines of a dark tunnel would be bloody stupid. 
Brokaw climbs down as fast as he can to see if Ricky's okay. And holding out the stone with light on it, I head down the stairs as well. Great. So following the light of Alan, um, it's still kind of difficult to see uh, as Alan, Brackeye, Thandor, Snatch, and Casper uh, reach the bottom of the staircase. You see Riki's flat on her face on the the ground. <laughs> Brackeye helps her up. I'm okay. It's okay. Oh, I should have checked if you had a head injury. I suppose. <laughs> Do the concussion test. Yeah. Can you walk in a straight line? Maybe. I don't know. We've got to. We've got to. We've got to keep going. Everyone, roll a perception check. Twenty. Oh, Twenty. Damn, son. Twenties today, double twenty. We should have been putting our dice all in the same bag for a long time before. Yeah, should put our dicks together as well. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I got a twelve. <laughs> I got a twenty-three. Twenty-three. Twenty-seven. Uh, awesome. So the you notice the the staircase has led down into like kind of the sewer system of Greymead, and the walls are slick with uh, moisture and you can hear water uh, dripping around you and sound echoes throughout the whole tunnel um, reverberating off the walls and down ahead of you you hear a slight splash of footfalls that continue to run and become fainter and fainter oh the acoustics in here are quite nice and and a droplet lands on Ariki's lute, and she starts to play. That's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> what? It's moisture, not necessarily feces. Well, it's feces. <laughs> <laughs> oh. What song do you start to play? Um. Uh, Up shit creek. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> um. I don't. No, just just like just plays music. She's not casting a spell. She's just awesome. The, just provide the, a bit of atmosphere. Yeah. The sound reverberates. The catacombs in the cradle. Yeah. <laughs> That's a stretch. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, I got. I got it. The cats wait, wait, wait. Cradle. Do we want these Silver things to spell. know that we're following him? Because they'll definitely be able to hear us. They, they already know. We chased them now. down here. That's true. The sound reverberates on down and it becomes fuller and fuller as you pursue these uh, creatures uh, you can constantly hear them up ahead of you actually do you know what Arikis I might jump back on your shoulder because this is almost like chin height for me this is this bad alright hop on we're walking down the sewer. Drop, I, I jump back on. But ride. So nice. The lichen's like not as soft as I need it to be. Okay, you just... eye drops and rolls on the floor <laughs> and then stands back up again and helps Alan up to his shoulders. Christ. <laughs> oh, you really fuzzed it up this time. Much more comfortable. <laughs> I, mat- I really matted it down last time. Um, I, would, I might be worried about chafing if I were you. Mm. Uh, Brackeye, you are covered in filth, um, as well as 
Alan. Alan. <laughs> well, no, I was going to say as well as um, water and dirt because Alan was the filth buggy. Oh. <laughs> oh. Yeah, that would have been good. I but can I'm, imagine that. I'm a, I'm a clean ASMR. I know. Uh, and you, you, all, you all pursue uh, these creatures further and further, and the sewers continue to lead you down, and then you reach a point where the sewer system has caved in on itself, and a large opening has been torn from the sewer walls, and there is a large open cavity there. Um, it's still very dark. You can't really see uh, very far ahead. And you start to make your way through it. You might have to get off my shoulders for this pit. Yes, it looks treacherous. Yeah, is there no more, like, there's no more filth? No, you're, you're no longer in... There's This is the edge of the sewer. It's right. now like... I'm, I'm going to hop down. Thanks, Arikis. No worries. <laughs> now that I'm covered in filth, I want to scrape some of it off my body and... Painted on my face like war paint over the top of the already faded <laughs> clown paint on my face. Sick tune before as well, Ricky. My pleasure. Uh, so, are we going in the breach of the... Are we going in the hall? Once more, dear friends. That's really good. Forward, What's yes. That? That's amazing. Once more unto the breach, dear friends, or close should, the sewer should. with our goblin dead. You should write that down. Yeah, yeah. I will. Sounds like you it was written like by a lot a of monkeys. <laughs> you sound like the bard. Hey. hey. Um, I don't get it. So thanks to uh, Alan's light spell, uh, you can see that in this cavity, it starts off as kind of natural rock, but then it starts to take shape into really clean, finely cut stone. And... So the the sewers were kind of rough-hewn and dirty. This is the complete opposite. It's a clean, square tunnel. Um, each stone is perfectly laid into one another. The architecture and the craftsmanship, there's been a lot of painstaking time that has been put into this, um, this creation. That is some quality workmanship right there. The architecture is beautiful. Great buttresses. I can't believe how appointed that is. It's really yeah. nice. Look, looks expensive. Mm. Uh, and it's very smooth. It's probably a helm thing. Yeah, that makes maybe. Sense. Yeah. I, maybe it's a tempest thing. Um, Could be this ancient city kind of thing. Well, with a bit of Tamora thing, I'll be able to pry this jewel out of the eye of this bit of the carving <laughs> with my dagger. Oh, that was a perfect ding. And out of pops, hey, 100 gold pieces in my pocket. <laughs> <laughs> Add that to the tooth. Uh, and you continue down this clean cut hallway that then opens up into a grand staircase that leads down and it opens up into this large room. There are columns that support the roof high overhead, which is about 30 meters high. Um, the, the room is massive, and a large staircase leads down onto this intricately carved stone floor. Uh, in the center of the room, there is a large circle that has white marble in a, a thin ring around it, and then dark onyx stone in the center um, of this circle. And is that circle lying flat down on yeah, the ground? Yeah, fl- okay. lying flat on the ground. It's cool. carved. Uh, it's 
Carved inlaid into the floor. Into the floor. Sweet. Breco looks at the impressive pillars stretching as far as the eye can see to the ceiling and looks at the Type 5 and says, mm, I'm just glad we were able to recycle the sets from Lord of the Rings. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good reuse. We're a sustainable yeah. podcast. That's right. right. The... Is anyone, it's cold in here. Is anyone, is anyone uh, else cold? You're telling me, mate. <laughs> <laughs> the, you, got, you got some shit on your face as well. <laughs> <laughs> the columns appeared to be carved in the same way that the shield emanates from the artifact. Uh, and so is this kind of, um, I don't know how to sort of describe it. It's this kind of stonework that comes up. Funnels? <laughs> Fountain. I don't know. Or, yeah, yeah. fountaining. Inverse funnels. Fluted. Fluted's good. Or like a wine glass. Mm. A wine know. glass it's, without the glass I'm on I'm just top. thinking of like the same shape as what emanates from the the shield. The sword. So the how sword it goes oh. up. And it's a vaulted artifact, dome. Kind of this yeah. curved. Yeah, a vaulted yeah into yeah. this. Oh, these okay. kind of creating archways that then link up into the other columns. Sword. I know this shape. I know this shape. What's the shape? It's a half torus. There you go. Mm. A half torus shape that then links up with all the other columns that line so, this room. So a torus is a donut. But if you think about half of a torus or a donut, or if you're looking at it from the inside of it, it's like it's too... If you it was I mean? if it was a child sized donut, would it be a minor torus? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's just a half torus. It's okay. just a minor torus. Just, just wondering. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so it's half torus shaped, uh, so the the different columns link up into one another, and so it kind of creates this large dome shield like like the shield but there's all the different columns used to to make up this large uh dome and at the far end of this massive room you see these two huge stone statues of two women um and they are fighting against one another they're they're both uh in like a symmetrical pose where um there's kind of one foot in front of the other and they are pressing these two orbs against one another as if the two orbs are crushing into each other and forming one singular orb. Uh, so one side is this uh, stone statue of a woman carved in white marble and the other woman is the same kind of stone uh, statue, almost the same in every kind of feature although it is carved in this black onyx stone and then along either side of the room between each one of these pillars there are these stone relief carvings and on the first carving there is um, five figures standing beneath a mountain that has this large split down the middle of it and then two orbs hang high above the tip of the the mountain's peak and then on the second carving there is in the bottom half there is uh, flames that engulf the the whole lower section and a devilish face 
a horned figure floating in the air above the flames. And then on the third carving, there is a a (laughs) T-Rex that um, is striking out at a horned figure. On the next carving, there is a swirling mass of light and dark material. It is all kind of uh, this marble kind of uh, like a storm cloud um, and white stone and black stone kind of melds in between one another. And then on the next carving there is a sword in a plinth with flames around it. And then on the next a city with a shield above it. And then on the next a large room with a white orb in the centre of it this pearl. And then on the next carving there is the same room but with a black orb in the centre of it. Alright. We could sell that shit by the way I think if we prize it off the floor and the walls and stuff. What do you reckon uh, Aileen? I think that would make an excellent bench top. Are they real pearls? Black and white pearls? Yeah, they seem like they're the real shit. What colour's the orb that the two women are... Like, there's the one carved out of the marble and one carved out of the onyx. What colour's the orb that they're crashing into each other? Um, the singular orb that's kind of in the centre of these two figures, it's somewhat like a, a yin-yang kind of symbol, except that it's just like straight down the the middle rather than the kind of curved line so it's just the white marble against the black onyx fighting against each other cool anyone got any ideas what any of this means well some of this looks a bit familiar don't you think hey who's this horned figure is that Bruval or Ricky, well, if that's Bru- Ricky says as she twirls her horns <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if that's Bruval <laughs> it's great yeah, that, that's... I couldn't be Bruval because we made Bruval. Arikis, you look at the final two relief sculptures, these rooms that you've never seen before, and these two white and black orbs, and your mind starts to be absorbed into the, the <gasps> white orb. You feel yourself focused into it and without your knowledge, without any kind of um, thought of your own, you pull your lute from your back and you start to strum the chords, the first chords that you heard when you fell off the the wagon. (laughs) (laughs) So, tub thumping or...? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, um, hey yeah, guys, you, you hear the song start to resonate within you. Hey guys, are, are you are you seeing this? I'm not doing this. Yeah, yeah, sounds really good, Ricky. Braco says as he rips off one of the panels to have a closer look at it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's a it's a real relief sculpture. It's carved stone. It's in the wall, like it's. it's you start trying to take it off, but it, it's not going to sort of go anywhere but you do start to recognize yourself in these carvings you see that one of the figures is larger than the others black eye notices that in the latter carvings that the figure looks more and more beastly and like it's grown and it's 
hair and its eyes, and particularly its ears, uh, start to get sharp points to them. And teeth, you can start to see teeth. It's, yes, exactly that. It, the further you go along, it has this more... I don't want to be so overt, but it has a wolf-like appearance. And Ariki's, you feel those first notes that you played the first time, and your mind continues to get absorbed in this image, in these, in whatever this room is, and you feel the next set of notes start to rise in you. I look down and I've somehow procured the peak I received earlier from Lion and it just feels so natural but I'm not in control and that's scary and like tears of fear like start welling in my eyes and at that moment Alan, your light spell vanishes and the room is plunged into darkness and a voice calls out we've been waiting for you and that's where we'll end the game that was episode 41 of dice paper roll in the belly of the beast it sounds like in the jaws of the wolf so to speak what will happen to the type five i guess find out next week on another episode of dice paper roll Hey friend in Podland, you see a box in front of you, it's your computer, and a keyboard, you start typing words that are about our show, that are hopefully in a positive light, it's a review, and it goes up on the internet, and it's awesome because it really helps us out, so please go out and do it. Write it. Review! Before the lights went out, I read this really interesting story about this guy and he like he became this big like wolf and I was like reading through it and he was like this dude and he became this wolf and he had these friends and one was this little one and one was this one with horns and one was this one with this big halo thing and then he became this wolf and um, ate all his friends. <laughs> oh, what a great story. Oh, that's, yeah, that's, that's great. Cool. Man. Is that a fairy tale? Oh, I didn't see it. The lights went out. Um, that was the kind of, that was oh, where I got to it, right. part of it. <laughs> that's great. That's great story. <laughs> great start. <laughs> I just remembered that Casper was supposed to be with you guys. <laughs>